If you're a business owner, you're likely creating content in a way that you've never created it before. Because content creation is currently and probably forever will be the hottest marketing tool out there as it is the key to driving value to your existing and potential customers without actually having to market to them and advertise to them. Creating too much content can lead to burnout or even a content creation rut, which is something I quickly found myself in a few weeks into creating content this year. So in this episode, I'll be sharing three ways that I get out of a content creation rut so that I can continue to serve my audience with valuable content. Hey y'all, welcome to the Clocking In Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com, plus you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In Podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. Content creation today includes a variety of things, but for the context of this episode, I'm going to focus on the content creation that comes with marketing a business online, like blog content, podcast episodes, newsletters, YouTube videos, and social media, which really looks like so much more than just two simple words. The creators in my space are usually influencers on Instagram, podcast producers, service providers, etc. But content creation can be a little overwhelming. So in my business, I decided to use content marketing as a way to provide value and education to potential customers, along with the opportunity to improve the SEO on my website. Who knew that content creation could feel like a full-time job if you take on too much of it? So right now I'm producing more content in my business than I ever have, like ever. (laughs) So my content on a weekly basis includes a weekly podcast episode, a weekly blog post about podcasting, a weekly newsletter, social media content for two Instagram accounts, one Facebook page, and a Facebook group. Then we look at all the different types of content that I'm posting to each of those social media platforms, and it gets a little outrageous. So we're talking like reels, static posts, carousels, videos, stories, everything. In addition to that, I've even considered adding more content to my studio brand to help my local photographers learn more about photographing in my studio, but then also reaching potential headshot clients. But content doesn't take just a little bit of effort. It takes planning, a workflow, and lately I've been learning the concept of batching from my friend Amanda Warfield, which I'll talk about shortly. Content creation is becoming a huge part of my business because I'm in the podcasting world. So I've started treating myself as my own client in this case in order to stay on top of it and not let it fall off my radar. Because as business owners, we all know how our own work can fall short when we're focused so much on our client work. So let's dive into how we can get out of a content creation rut. The first thing that I do is I focus on the things I love to create, especially when I'm creating things that I'm not as in love with. So for example, If I'm creating content that I'm enjoying creating, I stop working on content that I'm not having fun with because then it becomes invaluable to my audience. And the reason I say that is because when you're not enjoying what you're creating, you're not putting forth your best effort. Let me share a quick example. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm in the process of learning how to really batch my content planning and creation from my friend Amanda Warfield in her content batching bootcamp. 
So I recently went through the steps of her process, but I doubled her recommendation uh, because I'm an overachiever. Uh, Not really though. Um, I tried batching basically two months of content in the same amount of time that she gave us for one month of content. And I quickly realized that I overscheduled too much content in the amount of time I was given. So what this did was lead to burnout. And because of the burnout, I wasn't really producing quality content. So I decided to put that content on hold for a day. I got myself all dressed up and I went to my studio and instead I batched Instagram reels. So basically I shifted my batching plan to focus on something that I would love doing in that time. Because for me with reels, I can create valuable content, but also entertain my audience and myself. So that's what I did. I batched 15 reels in less than two hours. And that included the video, the content that goes on the video and the captions. And it really only took me that small amount of time because while I'm scrolling Instagram, I'm writing down ideas and I'm saving video and I'm saving audio inside the app so that I can reference them later. Now, I didn't get all of the content created that I originally planned for, but I learned a lesson in that moment on how much my mind can create. And I was able to learn something about myself, which was that I have to be able to pivot during my content creation phase. So I've reevaluated how I am focused on my content creation for the next time I do that so that I'm not overscheduling myself for the amount of work that I need to do. So the next way that I combat a content creation rut when I'm out of ideas is that I look to my own clients or my own audience for the ideas. My audience is going to be asking me questions related to my services or related to my business. So why am I not using that as content? For example, if you head over to the podcast production section of my website, you'll see tons of content that was created for potential customers to find. It's all about podcast creation and production. Additionally, things that I often get asked in my consultations or onboarding calls with clients, specifically from my launch clients who really aren't familiar with the idea of starting a podcast, I use those questions to create the content that many of my other potential clients will have. So consider the questions you're often asked the most. You're likely told this all the time when it comes to content creation, but I want you to think a little deeper. When you think through the questions that are asked, expand on those questions and make them more valuable to the end audience. This is actually how I build out my content plan for myself and for my podcast clients. So let's go through this exercise together. I'm going to have you take one question that you're often asked about your business or service And it's likely that you can build off of that question with five or more topics. So let me give you an example. I get asked all the time, what should I consider before I launch my podcast? Which is why I created episode six a couple of weeks ago titled, What to Consider Before You Launch Podcast. But then I took that a step further and I also created episode seven as a follow-up to it, which is all about budgeting for a podcast. Then I went even a step further and I created a guided free budgeting worksheet, which is a downloadable that allowed listeners to download and plan for themselves while they listen to the episode. So prior to releasing the episode, I also created three blog posts that I could easily reference about budgeting. And those included podcast equipment for beginners, where you can license royalty-free music, and three reasons you need to transcribe your podcast. All three of these topics were referenced in the show but I offered a resource to check it out even further so they could take a deeper dive if they were interested in those additional resources without taking the focus off of the budgeting content in the episode. So from one question, 
what should I consider before I launch a podcast? I created six pieces of content for my website. Now I have not gotten to the social media aspect yet. So for each blog post that I write, I have five graphics created for social media, specifically for Pinterest and Instagram stories. Then for each podcast episode, I typically create eight graphics or WAV files and sometimes a reel for social media. Then I also created five graphics for my free worksheet. So for that one episode, I created an Instagram reel to promote the worksheet. And it was basically just the worksheet broken out into video format, but it was entertaining for my audience and encouraged them to go download the worksheet and in turn, listen to the episode. Then I promoted all of the content that's living on my website within my newsletter which goes out weekly. So technically, from that one question I was asked, I created like 27 pieces of content. They were used on multiple platforms. So a bonus tip for this section is that you can also repurpose so much of your content and cross promote it in order to get more eyes on it. For example, I just reused all of the content I mentioned in this episode. So I'll make sure to link to all of those in the show notes at gaffincreative.com slash 007. And you'll find a ton of resources over on gaffincreative.com if you're interested in learning more about starting your own podcast. Speaking of all the content I'm creating for my business right now, I need to let you in on a little secret. I'm not creating it all. And that's my third way to get out of a content creation rut. (laughs) So I'm managing all of my podcast creation and production because I thrive in this area. Like it's what I do for a living now. But for the things that are not driving my business or I don't necessarily have time for, but I know there's value in it, or I just don't thrive in it, I outsource it. So almost all of my blog content on my website was outsourced. Did you know that? You probably couldn't tell. And that's because I have an amazing intern who I cannot praise enough. She jumped right in after I launched the blog and she pumped out so much content based on outlines or prompts that I gave her. So you're likely wondering if she is a podcast producer too. And the answer is no. She had no podcast experience when she joined my team. So what I do to ensure that the content is accurate and valuable is that I give her the topic I tell her the points I want her to include, and she fills in the rest. Not only that, but she creates the graphics, loads it into WordPress, schedules it, and even schedules my posts on Pinterest for all of those blog posts. And before it publishes, I usually go in and I review the content to make sure it's accurate and matches what I want. And 99% of the time, I don't make any changes. There is a ton of trust in this process, though. I'm not going to negate that. One thing I want to say is that your content... If you're producing a lot of content, does not necessarily have to be exactly what you want it to be because no one is going to know. As long as the content is accurate, relevant, and serves my audience, I love it. So not only is she handling the podcast blog content, but I've also handed off the social media for my studio's Instagram to her. This eliminates five posts a week for me to create And I simply load all the images that I take into our social media scheduler. She pulls from those and plans out the weekly content. At this point, I don't even check it before it goes up because she's learned what I like to see in my posts. Doing this allows me to focus on just a few components of the content creation in my business. So podcast episodes, my own social media account, and my newsletter. This gives me the freedom to focus on things I love to do, but also continue to produce valuable content for my audience. So if you've been overwhelmed or in a content creation rut, consider what outsourcing certain things in your business could look like. 
Now to recap, three ways to get out of a content creation rut are to focus on the things you love to create, look at your clients or audience for your next idea, and outsource what you don't enjoy or whatever is overwhelming you. So try one of these tips the next time you're stuck in a content creation rut. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out. All right, y'all, it's time to cheer for some other women. Since this episode was all about content creation, I wanted to make this a little extra special and cheer for the two women who were helping me so much with my content creation, and both of them were mentioned in this episode. And ironically, I've already cheered for them in other episodes, but I think that's the beautiful thing about cheering for others is you can never cheer too much. So the first is Victoria, my amazing intern. She joined my team in January, and I literally never want her internship to end. She is amazing at everything I ask her to do, and she's helped me produce so much content. And some of the content has even led to inquiries and booked clients. How amazing is that? So while we may have planned a little strategy behind all the content, that content is all thanks to her. The second person I'd love to cheer for, and I owe so much of what I've been learning in how to produce valuable and consistent content, is Amanda Warfield. I just completed her content batching bootcamp, and friends, I know she is working on some really awesome changes in her business, but if you're creating content in your business and you want to stay consistent without overwhelming yourself or struggling to create it week to week, you need to join her content batching bootcamp. It has been a game changer for me and my business. You can head over to amandawarfield.com slash content, and I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. I hope you have an amazing week and are cheering for other women.